The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You see, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those who loaded guns, those who dig. You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? What do you bunk? All those moments we lost. How do we oh, even do it anymore? <laughs> what do you do? Oh, well, what a fucking how long has it been? Let's it's start off with this. Several. Um, oh, okay, it feels like decades. I've watched. It's been twenty-four years. I've watched every film imaginable. <laughs> I can't remember oh, any of them. If that was possible, that would be such a dream. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Fault Colonels. I am your uh, <laughs> missing person, Jordan Robinson. And I'm a corpse in a creek, Heather <laughs> Anderson. Corpse in a creek. That's uh, every time we do an episode, uh, I think, if I can remember back that long, um, uh, I have a new name for you in my phone. Now, and you're <laughs> corpse in the creek, Heather Anderson. Um, but yeah, we're back after a long sabbatical. And I would like to say we bettered ourselves during this time that we were away. I know I haven't. Um, if anything, it's gotten a lot worse. Less rested and <laughs> more unhinged. Yeah, uh, I, got su- I got super busy doing stand-up there uh, at the since, like, Halloween. And uh, it all came to a crash because we both got covid um so oh yeah yeah um, start as you mean to go on if it helps, COVID I, am a, I am a human embodiment of bad luck yeah. <laughs> at the minute i have a spot on my elbow i uh, <laughs> not on my elbow <laughs> on my eyebrow i have a spot right on my ankle <laughs> um i have a spot on my eyebrow i have a sty in my eye i i twisted my knee during skateboarding yesterday Radical. i also really fucked up my hip i fell so hard that i chipped a tooth <laughs> you're the only person that needs a mouth guard to go skateboarding <laughs> jesus christ so um yeah the only way up the only way up is up baby <laughs> Uh, well, I ha- I haven't had any like major malfunctions. Just the 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 constant humdrum march toward death. Just it draws ever closer. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I'll say that for myself. My <laughs> happy new year. Bones <laughs> like to keep it spicy. And uh, you know what I just said there. You know what that is, Heather. It's what a spoiler. It? Oh fuck! Because it's yeah, January. See? Yeah, so uh, we decided to, um, we were doing a Halloween horror things. We were going so well. 
And then it just didn't. But that's uh, what they call in the biz a plot twist, because we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this week uh, we are doing spoiler films. Films that uh, have an air of spoiler around them. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, a little twist. Yeah, twisty, twisty boys. Twisty um, boys. We should have called them twisty they'll boys. They'll make you go, uh, spoiler, I hardly know her. Yeah, um, let's see here. Uh, how long are we into the recording? Is it oh. January 6th again? <laughs> Insurrection? I hardly know her. <laughs> right, uh, right. So I'm, I haven't done this accent since October. I mean, in fairness, it didn't really sound like you'd ever done it before every time hey. you did it. Hey, hey, <laughs> Right. I, I need to get into the mind of a chimney sweep who knows what movies are. Um, well, uh, hello. We're not. We're not even in an elevator. We are sat in a park bench feeding some ducks, uh, and Ooh. it's quite cold outside. But at least it's not windy or rainy. But it's cold, right? All I'm just, right. I'm just. I'm just painting the scene, right? And. Uh, so there's loads of ducks about, so if you hear any quacks or anything like that, through my presentation, it's just the ducks. I haven't uh, tried to channel the ducks and become said ducks. I'm just trying to paint a picture, okay? Wrong. Sounds like you're a shill for big duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just one giant duck. <laughs> Spoiler alert, people! The ducks at the pond have been free this whole time! What? You uh, can steal them. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just imagine you going up to a park ranger and go like, uh, Excuse me, has anyone got ownership rights over these ducks? <laughs> yeah, there's no law against it. They come and go as they please. So they might as well come home with me. <laughs> oh dear. Um, right, uh, so more film. Set in Chicago, right? Ooh! Yeah, the Windy City, the second city, the the Big Apple. The no, well, New York's a Big the Apple. So we'll, <laughs> we'll call this um, one the Big Tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, so yeah, uh, the the city of breakfast because there's a lot of sausage in Chicago, um, and I'm not just talking about Dick. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of dick in other cities around America, but I digress. Uh, so we start off. Uh, we see. Hmm, right, I'm going to give you a rundown of the characters' names because I wrote them out because I wanted to be professional. So we've got Martin Vale. He's like the lead guy, and he's like um, he's a defense attorney. In court proceedings i think that's fair to say and then there's uh janet venable she is the prosecutor so they're like two sides of the same coin um and basically uh an archbishop which is like a religious figure in chicago is murdered he's brown bread um, uh, and an ex altar boy uh, is suspected otter of... Otter boy or altar boy? <laughs> boy that is an otter, yes. 
Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, and his name is Aaron Stampler, which is a really nice name nice. to say in this accent. Aaron Stampler. Yeah. Um, so basically, Martin Vale, who is the defense attorney, takes on the case pro bono which I recently found out does not just mean that you really like you too. It actually means if they don't win, you don't pay. It's great. They'll win no fee. Yeah. And I've still got that damn YouTube album on my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then um, there is a, another, uh, the psychiatrist is brought in at this point and her name is Molly. And uh, Molly analyzes for the cult uh, Aaron's state of mental health. I think that's the best way to find out. And uh, he's found out that not only has Aaron been abused by his father, we don't know if it's not sexual or just physical abuse, but abuse nonetheless, very bad. Um, he's found out because of this, he kind of like, he has some like blank memories. And he goes and remember a lot of stuff, which is pretty bad because they were all asking him, what were you doing the night of the murder? And he goes like, oh, bloody hell, I've forgotten. So, Hit me with yeah. another one, Chief. I probably don't <laughs> remember that one either. Yeah, hey, but <laughs> all the other leg. Um, so, yeah, that that's not great. Uh, but we also find out that the Archbishop isn't that clean in terms of morality. He's a it, stinky boy. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 he may get a shower, but that, that doesn't stop him from being a wrongin'. Um, <laughs> uh, so it turns out that he's been getting like uh, two older boys and then a girl that was involved to like have sex on tape, which is a little bit scandalous for a little archbishop in Chicago. So, a scandalous. Yeah. So um, they find the sex tape. And then uh, when Martin Vale finds this out, he, he gets mad at Aaron because he goes like, you've lied to me. You told me there was nothing uh, like this about. I don't know if he specifically asked him if there was any sex tapes involved just to, you know, rule that out. But he must have forgot. And, uh, yeah, so Martin Vale goes in and he, he starts playing, like, bad cop, but he's a pro... He, no, he's a defence attorney, so bad defence attorney. Uh, <laughs> which, if I had a dog, I would say that quite a lot. <laughs> no, I'm defence attorney. Um, uh, but, yeah, uh, and then, apropos of nothing, Aaron flips out and he changes everything. His voice, his demeanour... Uh, probably his political outlook because he has switched. All right. So it's a little, we'll that's, a little that's how they get them. Yeah. That's a little twist. That was really good in the film. Um, uh, uh, so he finds this out and it's pretty safe to assume at this point, uh, there is a pretty strong chance that Aaron has multiple personality disorder. I know. Crazy. So now that the sex tape is in is in uh, the possession of the defense, you see, the thing is, Martin Fail can't bring that into court because it'll look like, yes, he had a reason to kill the archbishop. 
but then obviously then there's motive you know so the archbishop so... is dead oh yeah no yeah yeah at the start yeah, it's so the... it starts with... <laughs> I literally started with an archbishop is murdered he's brown bread <laughs> um so yeah that happens um so then because there is a past relationship uh, sexual in nature with Martin Vale and Janet Flannable. So, ooh, ooh, uh, Martin leaves the tape. Uh, he leaves the sex tape at her apartment. She finds it, she plays it, and now she has a decision to make. If she enters it into court as evidence, they can use it as okay the archbishop was not very he wasn't a nice guy but it is also then not admissible in court if they're using it as a motive so ah, fucking lawyer smarts um uh so when that happens aaron then gets brought up this is like the trial uh aaron's in the dock and janet gets up and starts grilling him right and uh, which isn't really good because remember when Martin did that in the cell and he switched. Oh, he flipped the switch. He, he fucking flips the switch in court. He... So his alter ego is called Roy. R-O-Y. Roy. So basically, uh, when, he, when she starts grilling him, he jumps over the dock and grabs Janet and literally nearly pops her head off because he's got he's, he he's gone her clogs off. <laughs> almost pops she's almost brown bread at this point um uh <laughs> but then <laughs> uh aaron is incapacitated and is taken away and then the court rules that aaron is uh found not guilty on the reason of insanity interesting yeah um very interesting but janet is fired because she uh lost the case and aaron didn't get the electric chair he got sent to a mental asylum so who's the real loser uh the, the, the chicago people um <laughs> the people of chicago <laughs> so um vale talks to aaron uh in the maximum security uh like psych ward or whatever he's in and just as he's leaving that's pretty much like the dishes are done at this point and the dishes are done yeah <laughs> that, that's a great analogy uh the dishes are done uh, and he's walking away but just before aaron turns around to martin vale and goes like oh geez i hope janet's neck's okay which is very strange, you see, because when Aaron turns into Roy, that's when the memory blanks start happening. So how did he remember that he grabbed Janet by the neck if he was Roy? So he goes like, wait a minute. And then he just explains what I explained. And yeah, guess what? He was faking the whole time. Maybe the friends we made along the way were Roy the whole time? <laughs> but you see, this is the thing. Martin Vale goes like, so there never was a Roy, was there? 
And he goes, oh, Mr. Vale, there was never any Aaron. And that's my movie. It was, it was simply fantastic. I fucking loved it. Ah, oh, fuck. I haven't, I know I haven't seen it, but. I only watched it recently, too. really familiar. Yeah. Um... Do you want me, uh, okay, so if I tell you. It who... starts, it starts with P. Yeah, yeah, it does. But I can't, I can't remember. I just know that it's like two words. Yeah, P Primal Fear. Ah! Primal Fear, 1996. Fucking Roy! <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Roy. Uh, um, so that was my movie. The 90s were so good for the switcheroo. We wouldn't so have got Roy post 9-11. <laughs> yeah, 9-11 really ironed out all the Roy issues we had. You know, this year is the year that 9-11 can finally drink legally. <laughs> the, the concept of <laughs> Uh, fun time. I'll right. put it on my watch list. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it was a very, very, very fun movie. And the um, the trivia and uh, letterbox reviews will be fun. Let's let's say that. Ooh, oh boy, oh boy. Are we talking fun, bad, fun, good? Fun, fun always. Inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be fun. Right, let's hear yours. It's like I always say, there's nothing more fun than a Venn diagram. Um, right. Let's get into the old man voice. <laughs> I ain't seen. Throw your mind back, if you will, to present day Korea. <laughs> oh my gosh, I already know what the film is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, that's foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, dear. So there's a family, right? And there are a bunch of bozos. The only view from their living room is people pissing in the street. They ain't got no Wi-Fi. And then this rich fella comes down and goes, Hey, bozo, here's a nice big rock. I'm sure you'll find something useful with this rock. It might be good luck, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll find out later in the picture. But anyway, so they're going on with this rock, making pizza boxes and whatnot, and the guy goes, hey, I'm leaving to go studying abroad. Won't you take up my position as a tutor for a young teen girl that for some reason I want to marry, but my age isn't very specific, so we don't know if this is weird or not, right, my friend? And he goes, Boy, I'd love to, but college? What's college? I ain't even graduated school yet. So <laughs> his friend goes, hey, no bother. No, bingo bango, here's a fake diploma for Oxford University. You know that place that's famous for being Korean? <laughs> so you go over to that house, uh, that, uh, that old rich lady that I work for. And you get that job, and he goes over and he's all, Hey, what the fuck are all these shitty paintings on the wall, ma'am? You fucking... Your son like the paint or some shit? And she goes, yep. Oh boy, he does, he do. He's a painter. But first you got <laughs> Painter, I hardly know her. <laughs> oh, God. 
So he goes and he's all, ah, oh, fuck, I ain't gonna get this tutoring job unless I flirt with this teen girl. <laughs> so he starts flirting with her and she goes, ah, you've got the job. Ma, give him the job. <laughs> hey, Ma. Oh, boy. Damn, they start giving him money hand over fist. He's only got two fists. You know what they you know what they say in Paris? You only got two fists. Wowee! Anyways, so then it turns out that uh, the son also needs a tutor because he needs help with his art homework because he saw a ghost and started having seizures. Now, I don't know about you, but if I saw a ghost, I'd go pop pop! <laughs> you, you thought you were dead before! <laughs> you gonna catch them fist ghosts! <laughs> Fuck around and find out, my spooky friend! But anyway, so he goes, hey! I know a Goyle who could tutor your boy. And he goes home to his sister and goes, Hey, you want to be an art tutor for this boy? And she goes, Eh, why not? Maybe. So they go back to the house and they pretend not to know each other. They're all, Oh, hey, we're just friends. We friends of a friend. Familial familiarities of our faces? <laughs> Definitely not. We're not related. And if you say so, you might be racist. We all look the same. I'll get out of here with that. And anyways. Are they not Korean also? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got too defensive. But anyways. <laughs> back into characters I go. <laughs> and so she gets hired and she's all, oh fuck no, we're getting too many fists over too many hands. What do we do with all this money? This moolah. I'll tell you what they do with the moolah. But the driver leaves them both home and she goes, what if I just left my underwear in the car and then they'll fire the chauffeur and then I can get my dad involved in this racket. <laughs> so then <laughs> the chauffeur gets cancelled from his job, not from society. He wasn't offensive. And then uh, they hire the dad. So that's the dad, the brother, the sister. They're all in jobs going, hey, we're getting money up, to, up from the wazoo. <laughs> We don't know what to do with this monies. And the ma is sitting there going, ain't there a job for me? Oh, I would love to be employed <laughs> with my family. So there's a housekeeper, right? And she's a real old prude with one fatal flaw. She's allergic to peaches. Peaches? Peaches may or not be allergic to cream, a classic duo that spelled disaster for her. So they start shaving peaches and blowing the hair around her and stuff, and she's going, oh fuck, why am I so sick? <laughs> so this so... It's like me when we were doing Rory's podcast, and I'm just sitting there eating a peach. <laughs> and I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> what would you do if I was just selling the peach fuzz? <laughs> like... Korean families. <laughs> That's my side hustle. My god. Sorry. My god. Oh no, you're quite alright, fella. I'll put that in the producer's notes. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> but you. anyway, don't wave that pencil at me. Anyway. <laughs> I'm, continu I'm continuing to do it. It's a I know uh, a lot of people that listen to this, it's all audio, but... And make that be a lesson to years. <laughs> so they start gaslighting this old broad and the, the owner of the house, the, the woman and the missus and the, 
the big old the papa, that, that the housekeeper is contagiously ill. So she gets fired and she's very upset about it. She's going, hey, I don't know if you want to do this. I've been here since before you guys has even moved in. And I know everything about this house and I don't know uh, who you're going to hire in my place. I'll tell you who they hire in their place. Oh. The bloody mother of this. The I bloody mother coming. of this film. I saw that coming. So the gang's all there. They're all having the best time. Not yet the worst of times, but spoiler alert. Oh, the bad times, they are a-coming. Because <laughs> wouldn't you know it. The family <laughs> That's why I have paid into this. <laughs> The family who own the house are going, hey, we're going to go camping for the weekend. Uh, if one of you guys wouldn't mind looking after the house, that would be great. So, of course, they all fucking file in and they're all having a party. They're getting loose with a little bit of vodka. They're having uh, a mixture of ramen and udon noodles that looks, quite frankly, delicious. <laughs> but also, I hate crime. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and anyways, anyways, anyways. Then the next thing, there's a little, the little uh, screen for their electronic doorbell starts going, and they go, "Hey, I didn't order a pizza. Did uses?" And they all look at each other and they go, "No, I didn't order a pizza. Did uses?" And this goes on for honestly not more than five seconds because they go check, and it's the old housekeeper. And she looks scary as fuck. She's all covered in rain. And her eyes are in her glasses. And the, the glasses magnify her eyes and it's all very unsettling because they're going, why the fuck are you here? And also, nobody knows we're all a family. So some of you kids got to go hide. You got to go hide under the dining room table or something. Get out of here. Because she won't take no for an answer. She says, I forgot something. And I have to come back and get it. And what do you think she forgot? Um, it's gonna be oh no, it's gonna be like an epipen or something. <laughs> she storms in and she runs down into the cellar, and she starts screaming and going cuckoo bananas, and she moves a shelf, and there's a basement in the cellar for some reason. That's, That's where basements are always kept. <laughs> Oh, it's a multi-story deal. You wouldn't understand it. And then... So the the new... Uh, the mum of the family who's pretending to be the housekeeper now is following her going, What the fuck's going on here? She goes down into this little bunker and wouldn't you know it, the old housekeeper's husband has been living underneath the house for the whole time because he's in deep with the loan sharks. Oh no, not the sharks. <laughs> That's what they said when they they didn't find out just yet, but this man's gone cuckoo bananas as well because he's been living under a house for X amount of years, living off scraps. And wouldn't you know it? Then the rest of the family fall down the stairs and they make one fatal error. They start going, hey, ma, you okay? Hey, pa, I think I busted my elbow. And the old housekeeper has been filming the whole time on a little phone. And she goes, well, 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 isn't this a pretty penny of a picture that we see here today? I'm on to use this and I'm gonna send this to your goddamn employers. Let's see, you'll never work in this town again, you bums. And so, a fight ensues. 
and somebody gets beaten over the head with that stupid rock because they never leave that rock behind. <laughs> you never know when you'll need a good rock. <laughs> That's what I always say. And anyways, so where? Uh, what they are the the old housekeeper gets pushed down the stairs in a struggle and she gets very badly wounded, presumed dead, and then they seal it back up. Because <coughs> Sorry, uh, presumed, you know it? presumed brown bread. Nothing but crumbs for the eyes to see. <laughs> You've seen a whole loaf. Forget about it. <laughs> We're just down to the heels. And uh, next thing you know, the house phone starts bleeping and blooping because the family are coming back early from their trip. So not oh. only do they have to hide the evidence that they've potentially murdered someone in a here-before-unknown bunker, but they've got to clean up all their mess from the goddamn hybrid food that shouldn't exist in their wine glasses. And only one of them's even supposed to be over there because they don't know that they're all a family. So they have to hide under the coffee table. They have a big coffee table. You know they do. They're rich bitches. You know those rich bitches in their coffee tables that can hide a family of four? <laughs> it's, it's a real problem in the lumberyards, I'll tell you that much. And so they have to lie under the table for a number of hours and then they sneak out under the dead of night. But they forgot one important thing. It's raining outside very heavily. Oh, no. And their house is sure to be flooded because oh. their house is underneath a drain. Oh, no. That's the worst, That's the worst possible place for a house. <laughs> That's the worst possible place for a house. So they run home, and wouldn't you know, they're up to their, up to their, their underarms in sewage and water and all this jazz, and they're going, oh fuck, we've got to go to work tomorrow, and we all smell like literal shit. So they then go to a little, a little uh, local homeless shelter to spend the night and dry off. And this, my friend, is where the twist really kicks in. Oh, I'm ready. Because they go back to check on this fella down under the under the floorboards to check if the wife is still dead and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the rich family's going, hey, our son hasn't had attention for a while, even though we've just hired him a new tutor and got him some fancy stuff. Did I mention the coffee table that hides a family of four that they live in their house with? <laughs> this boy hasn't had enough attention. So they go, hey, we'll throw him a party. So during all this, they go down under the floorboards and they're going, oh fuck, where's this guy? And he leaps out and he hits them over the head with the rock again. Presumed dead. <laughs> and then he gets out of the cellar and he goes into the kitchen. And the kid sees him and has another seizure because he was the ghost he saw all those years ago. Fuck. And he goes cuckoo bananas, starts stabbing people, starts stabbing other people. Everyone else is going mad. The sister tries to stop him. She gets the old jabby stabby right through the chest. <laughs> the mother, she's fist fighting with the other mother going, ah, oh, fuck, you found us out now. <laughs> the dad's going, oh my god, I gotta help this little boy who's having a seizure. The rich dad's going, ah, oh, fuck. You better throw me my keys so I can drive my son to the hospital, you old goof. So the guy who was under the floorboards, he gets stabbed and dies. The rich guy goes, 
Oh, thank God, he's dead. He really stunk like a poor person. And then the dad of the family family goes, What the fuck did you say? So he gets triggered as fuck, because he's been called a smelly bastard before. And he kills the rich dad, and then goes, Full, full pelt down the street. We all know where he went. The police are looking for him. Everything's gone insane. Flash! <laughs> so the sister's dead. The mother, the brother, they're out in probation because, really, in the grand scheme of things, they didn't do much wrong. One of them got hit in the noodle with a big rock and the mother just did some fist fighting. There's misdemeanors normal. in my books. Normal. But where's the papa? No where one can find him anywhere. Where, where, oh, where, oh, where is Papa? You know that bear in the big blue house? <laughs> Nobody knows where he is. So the son goes for a little walk. And he uh, brings the big rock. They never let the big rock go. Yeah. It <laughs> must be a symbol point, for something. He goes for a walk. And he throws it in the river. And he goes, fuck you. I'm done with rocks. I'm going to move on to something cooler like shells or something. Well, lighthouses, maybe. And he looks up. And he sees the house that they all used to work in. And the lights are flickering in a pattern. And he goes, wait a minute. I recall that the guy who originally lived under the floorboards used those lights to comment in Morse code to his wife when he was hungry and stuff. So he gets out a little book of Morse code and he goes, Oh, me, oh my. Oh, goodness gracious. And then we cut. And where do you think the dad is? Let me guess. In the bunker. Oh, I'm going to guess the bunker. Or a He's in the goddamn bunker. And then the son goes, hey, pops. Eventually, I'm gonna be rich enough to buy that fucking house, and we'll get you out of there scot-free. And I don't think he ever will. And that, my friends, is the end of the motion picture that we all know and love as... Parasite! Parasite! <laughs> uh, yeah, the, there's aspects of that movie I completely forgot, and, uh, yeah... Yeah, it's such a good the, movie. The peach fuzz really seemed to throw me. <laughs> Big fan of peach fuzz. Um, in fact, that's my rap name. <laughs> <laughs> Middle-aged women hate you. Yeah, yeah. You know the way that the skin, the the hair on your face, like mm -hmm. here's called peach fuzz. Yeah, I Big, get it. Uh, I get it. I'm 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 fine being hated by uh, middle-aged women. Big. Um, big um big venus razors are like to kill you <laughs> i know like, i'm your power yeah yeah that's fucking advertising campaigns up the wazoo but hey guess what time it is or what time is it it's a little bit of trivia you know that we are living in a trivia world and i am just a trivia girl i love the trivia world um, right, what so how long have you got here? Um, can I just say I have so much trivia for this movie, I fucking am <laughs> obsessed with it. Um, right, so Aaron, uh, Aaron Stampler was played by Edward Norton. You know yes. who, you know who else was considered for the lead or for the role of Aaron Stampler in this movie? Every other white male actor in Hollywood. 
Strap in. We're going to go through a list. No, he's not white. Who? Keanu Reeves. Is Keanu Reeves not white? No. I assume he was. Uh, right. You ready? Yes. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. So both of them turned it down. Uh, Wheaton turned it down because Roll did. Uh, he didn't want to stop going to acting school. Oh, what a fucking nerd! Do you yeah. know what the best acting school is? Fucking doing it. <laughs> um, you fucking idiot. Uh, and he, uh, when his manager urged him to take the role anyway, he told him it's like Luke Skywalker when Yoda told him not to go and save his friends, but to stay on Dagobah and learn how to be a Jedi instead. Luke didn't listen to him, and that's why he never became a true Jedi master. Except, have you ever heard of fiction, bro? <laughs> you fucking nerd. Um, Jesus um, Christ. Uh, later, uh, <laughs> later, Wheaton regretted turning down this role, saying that this was a, a crucial factor why his career never got to be one of success. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's good at he identifying the issues. That's his come up and says, "Right." Uh, Bong Joon Ho uh, did a lot of sketches for the basic structures of the Rich House because it was actually a set that was built from scratch. Mm -hmm. um, he further revealed that when he, when the production designer consulted with him and an actual architect to design the house, the architect saw the sketches and said, no idiot would build houses this way. This is just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but this is movie making, baby. We make it, we make ridiculous work. Um, <laughs> that's quite excellent. Um, this film cast includes one Oscar winner, Francis McDormand. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. And three nominees in Edward Norton, Laura Linney and Alfre Woodward. Truly, what a cast. What a dream. Know, right? a dream. The trash can in the rich people's house costs approximately $2,300 in real life. Bong Joon Ho chose it because it doesn't make any noise when, and it opens very smoothly. So it was perfect for whenever you're filming. But still, he was baffled at the cost, saying, What the fuck? What kind of idiot would buy a bin that's going to smell like shit anyway? <laughs> the, the man has a point. Oh dear. Uh, right, so let's see here. Danny Matherson also auditioned to play the role of Aaron Stampler. Ooh. Yeah. Wowie, wow, wow. But another just quick tidbit. Uh, Maura Tierney. Maura Tierney and Laura Linney played the ex wives and wife of. Noted celebrity anti-vaxxer Jim Carrey and Liar Liar and the Truman Show, respectively. <laughs> just, just had to... Just had to... Me. <laughs> Sprinkle in. Um, the song over the end credits is called A Glass of Soju, which features lyrics written by Bong Joon-ho. He's re on record as stating, please let this song be tried in karaoke so I can earn some sort of money from it. <laughs> The man knows how to make money. Um, uh, you know the way this uh, uh, this episode is all about spoilers? Uh-huh. Get ready for a spoiler in the trivia, uh, even though I've already said it. 
I know. Uh, according to the Blu-ray behind-the-scenes information, it was Edward Norton's idea to stutter while playing Aaron, as it appeared uh, nowhere in the original book or the script. In addition, when Rory, well, also um, Edward Norton, shows uh, Martin Vale, who's played by Richard Gere, uh, uh, when he shoves uh, him against the prison cell wall, uh, Gere's shocked reaction is genuine, as uh, that was another ad lib by Norton. Another ad lib was when Roy slow clapped at the end before uh, uh, the exposition when Vale realizes what had just happened. So little Edward Norton is a little improviser, isn't he? Do you know what? I'll say I've said it before and I'll say it again. Edward Norton's a little dream boat and I love it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I sometimes I'm scared in case maybe he truly is a psychopath. And that's why I play psychopaths so well. But, um, yeah. I mean, if anyone deserves it, like, he... I don't mean that he deserves to be a psychopath. I just mean, like, yeah, I'd still love him. <laughs> He's still lovable. <laughs> He's very cute. Um, the gym in the film is the same place where Bong uh, Joon-ho filmed the quarantine sequence in The Host in 2006. He didn't realise it initially and was reminded by a member of the crew. His reply was, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay um so this is uh these i've got another two for and that's my trivia done but um right. they're they both uh um involve our boy eddie so uh in the score uh that's a 2001 film edward norton played another character who pretends to be dim-witted in order to make it appear that he didn't commit a crime he's car he's currently being typecast <laughs> And uh, Edward Norton has has had another two characters with multiple personality disorder. So he's played three different characters with multiple uh, multiple personality disorder. Uh, one obviously being Primal Fear, the other one Fight Club, and the third mm -hmm. uh, the Incredible Hulk in two thousand and eight. I love. He's my Hulk. Uh, it, mm, I like Ralph but obviously, yeah. Eric like Bama as well. So much. <laughs> <laughs> He's there. Um, I remember. I remember the Hulk gloves when the Eric Bana movie came out. Like they were everywhere, and like I remember yes. getting them for Christmas one year. And uh, <laughs> uh, that was I uh, like. I never watched the Eric Bana movie. I just knew I liked the Hulk, but I wasn't going to watch that movie. It's like I'll, I'll wait till Edward Norton does it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I have one more purely because I read it and was like, "That's so wholesome." You want to hear it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. When asked if he thought this was his best film, Bong Joon-ho shrugged, saying his next one is going to be the best, and then pausing to say he hopes so. Oh, so he's kind of like Alfred Hitchcock without being an awful human being? <laughs> yes. Uh, That's adorable. Um, right. Letterboxd? Letterbox. Let's box these letters. Uh, so Alexa gave it a uh, four stars and a heart. Edgar Norton just uh, just liked to play characters with personality disorder, doesn't he? Grammar he is he completely what, what it was there. It, I read it as it was seen. My first one is going to be a long one. Whenever Ooh, I say long, it. it's... Oh. It's long, oh, because so I loved it very much. Now, this is a four and a half star review. 
Mm, you liked it. I've come to make an announcement. The Academy is a bitch-ass motherfucker. They pissed on Song Kang-ho's chances of getting a supporting actor nod, and that's right. This bunch of quilly dicks pissed all over a truly nuanced and powerful performance, and they said Brad Pitt's dig was this big. So I said, that's disgusting. So I'm making a call-out post on myletterbox.com. Academy, you've got a small dick. It's the size of this peach, except way smaller. And guess what? Here's what my dong looks like. That's right, baby. All point, no cake, no meat skewers. Look, look at that. It looks like two balls and a Bong Joon-ho. <laughs> they fucked my dude's Oscar chances, so guess what? I'm gonna fuck the Kim's basement house. That's right. That's what you get. My super rainstorm piss. Except I'm not pissing on Kim's home. I'm gonna go higher. I'm pissing on the park's mansion. How do you like that, Todd Phillips? I pissed on the mansion, you idiot. You have 23 hours before the piss droplets start hitting the fucking Oscars. Now get out of my fucking sight before I piss on you too. <laughs> Where's my like, Oscar for that performance? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I would really love it <laughs> if your phone was just completely blank and that's just from the heart. <laughs> I memorized it. The method acting is... Uh... Oh, God, I didn't even remember to get his name. I'll uh, fix it in post. <laughs> the, the dude. Um, so there, there's um, there's a bunch here. Um, so uh, three and a half stars with a heart, I believe, in Edward Norton's Supremacy. Um, which it's funny because he was in that film with the Nazis. Yeah, um, American History X, um, great film. Uh, That's the one. Hey, I really like his tattoos in it. Each to their own. <laughs> Imagine this is how I come out as a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> I hey, I look. I'm saying nothing about the Nazis. I'm just saying the tattoos that they have always on point. I mean, they're great if you like the Byzantine era churches, but like other than that, get fucked, buddy. <laughs> if you're really into like, uh, was it ancient, uh, like Hindu good luck symbols, then they're fucking yours. Like, but um, <laughs> I don't know where we got on a tangent where I'm trying to defend Nazi tattoos. <laughs> Sometimes the tangents just come from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> My swat tattoo heart. <laughs> Um, uh, so Swastika? I hardly know her. No, if anything, this is worse than the Nazi. <laughs> no one has suffered more than you. Uh, so Edward Norton deserves that Oscar. Um, I think all other actors should go home and apologize for not being Edward Norton. Um, four stars for Edward Norton, absolute king. I would let him stab me too. Uh, uh open bracket, open brackets. In the stomach and or butthole. Oh, Amanda. Oh, dear. Uh, this is five stars in a heart. The, <laughs> the call me by your names come peach walked so Parasite's killer peach can run. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, right. Um... What one? I've got I've got two here. Um, uh, this is a one and a half star. Ooh, juicy. Peach. Uh, even Edward <laughs> Norton's acting couldn't make this film good. If anything, 
watching this film has made me dislike Edward Norton. No, you take that back, honey. Hey, Phoebe, come. Phoebe, get Phoebe, back, honey. Phoebe. <laughs> Phoebe. <laughs> Which was, hey. This is a half. It's not good. Oh. Sorry, no, sorry, continue. continue. No, 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 you're okay. No, I no, no, I was, I was just going to rag on her a bit movies. more, but I've been told I can be quite aggressive with uh, opinions I don't agree with on Letterboxd. So I'm going to leave it in the grace and the uh, the was it the grace and generosity of the Lord? I don't know. Um, I don't know either, but I'm gonna move on real quick. <laughs> <laughs> this is a half star review from a user called. Actually, I'll do the review and then I'll give you the user name. No gay sex or any sex at all, for that matter, from the user gay porn enjoyer. <laughs> What's his highest rated film on Letterboxd? I didn't check because I got sidetracked by my next review. <laughs> oh, okay. I've got one more. Um, now, I will have to go off on a bit of a tangent in this because it it is four words. And it makes me enraged. Uh, obvious acting, comma, the movie. <laughs> obvious acting bro obvious acting from defense attorney richard gear uh uh prosecutor laura linney altar boy edward norton psychologist francis mcdermott all of which don't have that profession they're actually professional actors now i don't know if you know this jordan but the majority of cinema is actually documentary um oh. you've just been gaslit by big cinema into thinking that it's fake because you love a conspiracy <laughs> here I'll, i'm gonna get my tinfoil out fact, in a second the only uh known uh piece of film that's ever been fake was the moon landing so i don't know what you're trying to do on this podcast trying to be all like "Ooh, everything's not real <laughs> wake up bro <laughs> So wait, you're saying we live in a reality where Armageddon, the day after tomorrow, <laughs> God's or was a King Kong, King of Monsters, <laughs> Jaws Five, it isn't Jaws Five? There's only Jaws One, Two, Three, and Jaws the Revenge. Uh, <laughs> are all documentaries? Yes. Uh, I believe you left out the most stunning piece of historical documentary, The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that recently. I watched that over Christmas. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Michael Bay is my favourite historian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, the that's man me. never misses. <laughs> that's me with Letterboxd. Oh, my right. blood is literally so... boiling. I'm going to put it in a hot water bottle to retain heat. That's how fucking warm my blood is right now. Dios mio, save some blood for the rest of us. Um, this is... My last one is another half star Ooh. that just says, where was Will Smith in this? <laughs> and the user, I went down into their profile 
And their whole thing is that every film that doesn't feature Will Smith is rated half a star, <laughs> such as 2021's June. <laughs> Where was Will Smith? He was not in this. <laughs> tick, tick, boom. Needs less tick, tick and more Will Smith. <laughs> Suicide Squad. The Eternals. should have been in this more. <laughs> Eternals. Will Smith is eternal, you, you dolts. <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife? Wow, no Will Smith. A bold and wrong move. <laughs> Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Will Smith should be in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, my teeth are so from laughing. And <laughs> he gave Hitch five stars, saying, This sure got me hitched on Will Smith. <laughs> so yeah, if you're looking for a real fun time, I would recommend checking out the username Smithy Will. <laughs> can I can I guess what um, his reviews were for other Will Smith movies? Yes. <laughs> so this is his review for Pursuit of Happiness. <laughs> Pursuit completed. <laughs> Also gave Bad Boys two <laughs> five stars with Bad Boy Will back at it again. Oh, amazing! Shark Tale, more like Shark Bale if Will Smith wasn't in this movie. <laughs> oh, what well, he was in Shark Tale, right? Yeah. Oh my it God! The mean fishes. Uh, oh. What other movie has he been in? Man in black. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ali. Um, no. Ali was, um, who cares about Ali? We want more Will. <laughs> yeah, why isn't this an autobiography? Or why isn't this a biopic about <laughs> Why isn't this a biopic about Will Smith? Do you think he's read the the recent book that has come out by Will Smith? Maybe. I don't know. I should have to I should have to DM him if such yeah. a thing were available. Slide into his non-existent oh, letterbox. God, people. can you imagine how insufferable everyone would be if you could DM people on Letterboxd? I mean like I think I would have more friends. I would absolutely be in my villain era. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like the old spencer that lives in like a shack in the woods <laughs> and it all started because people wouldn't stop messaging you on letterbox five you got less than five stars for <laughs> fast and furious nine <laughs> what the fuck are you doing oh fuck oh well on that note anything to plug no because the word um... locked in uh, funny women. Oh, true, 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 true. Funny women. Oh, the ladies of laughter. Ladies of laughter. At the end of January, I believe the 29th. Twenty something. So there's that. Uh, I'm there's on. that baby. Um, I have I have one gig in January. Wow, we. What a dream. What is it? Uh, it's Straban, but it's already sold out, so that's good. Um, oh, way to brag. I know. 
and uh, we are officially half sold out on my tickets for my solo show, which is good. Wahoo! In I'm the glad end those of, tickets belongs to me. At the end of February, you better get them, folks. And um, I am also doing Ulster Hall with uh, a bunch of comedians. Uh, please buy tickets to that. That is also almost sold out. Uh, thank you. That doesn't sound as descriptive as I'd hoped. Uh, uh, it's it, me it and is. a bunch of guys. It's me, Mark McConney, James McKegney, William Thompson, Robbie McShane, and Mark McConney. Uh, <laughs> we're all doing bits. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's pretty big. And uh, we've yeah sold a quarter more few bits than some cheap Tesco orange juice. Ooh, uh, uh, <laughs> the smooth version. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I've got. What what are we going to uh, do next week? Next week, I want to do films that make you go, "Ooh, New Year, New Me." Things so that make you go. Okay, so New Year, New Me films. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, yeah, so I was briefly talking to you about this, and we probably should have done this as professionals talked about it before I hit record. But yeah, like every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Give us time. We're uh, we're doing other stuff. We're doing that that Simpsons thing that you do with that guy. I don't um, know if you guys remember, but I am a bag of bones at this point. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I left my house once and broken hip Anderson. <laughs> corpse in the creek. Uh, <laughs> I like it because the alliteration. <laughs> How did she die? No one knows. <laughs> When she's coming home, she's not too bad. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Some would say she's bright bread. <laughs> there we go. Uh, what a way. Uh, what a yeah, way so Stupid Sexy Podcast, uh, Injury Time Podcast uh, is coming back up in the next coming days. Uh, change the format there too because I want to be seen. That's all I want. And uh, yeah. not going for you. It ain't going well. Get me some peach fuzz. Um, see you guys next week. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.